Welcome to the Redefine Your Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Rose. I'm excited to dig into what health truly is. I decided to start this podcast because I saw a gap. A gap in what you're being told on the day-to-day about what living a healthy life looks like compared to what it actually is. As I went on my own journey to heal my body, I was blown away by how much misinformation is out there. I am here to help you learn and grow into being your healthiest self. Come join me as we redefine your wellness. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. appreciate you spending some time with us. I am going to be talking about fasting today. And I know I talk a lot about circadian fasting because I think that is one of the most important things. Everyone should be doing it really almost every stage of life, except as a baby. Uh, just the power behind circadian fasting is so powerful and important, but we kind of run into a situation of like what fasting, what kind of fasting is appropriate. One is healthy, helpful, and it's going to be different for each person is kind of the situation. Circadian fasting, I recommend for literally everyone, like I said, except the babies. But beyond that, sometimes it we have to take into account the person, their health, um, their lifestyle, those kinds of things of what kind of fasting would be appropriate for them. And there's various different times, like women um, need to kind of pay attention to their menstrual cycles to determine the best type of fasting in those various different times. You know, for instance, I don't recommend fasting when women are menstruating specifically, uh, and kind of going into that, they do need to be careful as well. So I am not an expert on, women's menstrual cycles and fasting necessarily. I have a good knowledge base, but I am not an expert there. So I'm open. If you ever have questions on it, I'm open to helping support that, but I will not be necessarily speaking specifically to that today. Uh, You are welcome to follow. I do have a friend that I follow that is, is an expert on it. And I can always link you up to her to shoot me a message. But for now, we're going to talk about more of extended fasting. And something I want to say here is when we're looking at extending fasting, this is not restrictive eating. As far as I look at it, we're fasting and restrictive eating to me differs in how, how long you're doing it. So restrictive eating is a long-term thing that you're doing when I personally look at more of it, like you're being anorexic really. If, and that's, that's what I have to like asterisk sometimes when it comes to who should fast. If you are struggling with an eating disorder, I don't recommend fasting because it just propels that eating disorder and you keeping yourself from eating. Um, but restrictive eating is, I look at it as under 1200 calories a day for a long extended period of time for, you know, a week plus that is not absolutely not recommended. Um, only under very, very extreme circumstances, would you want to do something like that? Um, and that would be very much under the advisement of a doctor. <laughs> so what I love to work with is more of a, like, 24 hour, two day, three day fast. Um, and that's usually where I stop it. I don't 
believe people should be restricting for longer than that. Um, you can do more harm than good when it looks like when you're looking at fasting, fasting does have some incredible benefits, incredible. And we're going to talk about some of the benefits that come from fasting but it can also be detrimental to your health. So some people that are in very stressful situations um, have very chronic health conditions. Their health is not in a good place at all. Fasting can exasperate those. Um, it can increase your cortisol levels, which is kind of that stress hormone. And if we're elevating that too much, that's going to start kind of a vicious cycle in the wrong direction of what we're looking at. It's not, you're going to kind of take away some of those benefits. Fasting, um, like fasting, one of, I'll go over benefits in a bit, but one of them is uh, reducing inflammation. However, if your health and your body's not in the right place to be able to support a more of a long-term, and this is everything I talk about today is going to be over 12 hour fast, essentially, then you could actually increase inflammation levels. And so this is something where I talk about all the time is being in tune with your body. You need to be listened to what your body says. And if your body's saying, absolutely not, this is not working out then we need to stop. Um, I will say that when you are going through a fast, sometimes there are going to be moments and times where you are not feeling super great. Um, but that is your body just kind of adjusting. And so you really need to tune in like, and I don't want to say, am I weak? <laughs> am I being weak right now? Or is this body, my body saying that I need to adjust? Um, so I'm just going to talk about a few of the benefits of fasting and then how my favorite way of doing more of an extended fast past those 12 or so hours. So some of the, like I'm the first thing I mentioned was reducing inflammation. And this can be so beautiful, especially for people that are dealing with more of chronic inflammation. However, our lifestyles, especially in America are like everything inflammatory. Almost everything we do is breeding inflammation. What we eat are like literally our lifestyle how little sleep we get, um, how we're staying up late, waking up early. We're on our phones all the time, maybe being exposed to blue light, completely destroying our circadian rhythm, living stressful lives, being stuck in traffic, working way too much, not exercising, eating super inflammatory, unhealthy foods. All of this is infl inflammation, basically taking medications. Um, so with fasting, getting that inflammation down, people that are dealing with chronic pain could do can do very, very well with fasting and getting those inflammation levels down. But just also um, inflammation breeds disease. So a very incredible way to reduce disease is incorporating some kind of more of the intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting is basically a beyond 12. It's usually like a 12 to 20 hour fast. Um, but we can do more of the extended fasting of like 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours kind of situation. Um, it also, fasting can also increase your immune system. It resets your immune system. Um, so there's incredible research out on 72 hour fasting. And when you fast for 72 hours, you are resetting your immune system. And that is something that's so powerful. I don't know if you remember when we were kind of going, well, I saw the information. I think a lot of people that weren't aware of what was going on, didn't have their eyes open, um, did not see it. But um, kind of during some of the COVID times over the last few years, there's a lot of information going around. If you were looking at following the right people with your eyes open um, that was supporting like you should be fasting 
during these times to support your immune system. So this is something that I see, like our bodies actually are kind of telling us that we should not eat as much when you're sick, you don't want to eat as much. And that's your body kind of saying, Hey, this is going to be the best way for us to roll. And a lot of people don't listen to it. Um, and when, when it comes to fasting too, there's ways to do, um, nutritionally supported fasting. I'm going to be speaking of that too. And with that, you want a very low carb intake. You want to be more in the ketosis stage, which is fat burning zone. And this is another benefit is weight loss and resets your metabolism. Um, but when you're in that ketosis, ketosis, you go into that fat burn zone. If you're eating carbs and sugars, first of all, that's inflammatory. We don't want to be doing that. Um, you're not going to, you're going to take yourself out of ketosis. If you're trying to fast, you don't, you're, you want to be in ketosis. Um, and when you're removing those carbs and sugars, you're helping support your immune system as well. So when you're sick, you should not be eating donuts or bonbons, even processed foods, the, the saltines, you guys don't eat saltines. They're terrible for you. There's a very processed garbage food. So we want to be eating more of proteins, lots of liquids. I love bone broth, bone broth, not chicken stock. Like the stock stuff is not bone broth. You guys, you need bone broth and I recommend making it. So it's really like, if you tune into your body the right way, it's going to send you the right cues. It's going to tell you what's going on. So when you are sick, I highly recommend focusing a little bit more on how can I fast here? How can I support my body? Make sure you're drinking lots of water. That's something when you are fasting, you need to be drinking a lot of water. You need to be hydrated. You need to be doing electrolytes um, because we don't want to deprive our bodies of that, right? That's really important. Um, so something else that's beautiful about fasting is it helps decrease insulin resistance. You want to be insulin sensitive. 93% of people are insulin resistant which um, is basically me telling you that 93% of people, AKA more than likely you, um, have, have blood sugar issues. And I don't care if your A1C is quote unquote normal, that is not the detector on if you have insulin resistance or not. The number is astronomical and insulin resistance is also one of the underlying causes to every health issue, including cancer. And here's the thing is sugar and carbs feed cancer. A beautiful thing about fasting is it can help kill cancer cells. Just, just an FYI here. Um, but reducing that insulin resistance, part of that is the ketosis situation that I was talking about. Part of that is removing those carbs and sugars. Your body is learning how to function without that, that I want to say fluctuation without that incoming of carbs and sugars all the time. Okay. So that's something that's really powerful. We do have to be a little careful with people that had diabetes when it comes to fasting. However, it is possible. And if you do it the right way, it is going to support your body in getting out of a diabetic state, whether you're pre-diabetic, you're fully diabetic, whatever that looks like. Um, but that is something that is beneficial for increasing that insulin sensitivity, reducing insulin resistance. Um, fasting also, um, I've kind of touched base on this where it helps increase weight loss. It helps increase your metabolism. It can reset your metabolism essentially. And a lot of that is going into that fat burning zone and ketosis. Another thing is we're removing inflammatory foods from your diet. 
when you're fasting, you're not eating inflammatory foods. And that I, it is so powerful when I see people go on like some kind of weight loss program where they're removing inflammatory foods and they're like dropping crazy amounts of weight, like duh. It's because you removed inflammatory foods from your diet. You're taking that because you're every, almost everything that Americans eat is inflammatory. It just blows my mind. And so when you remove that, you're removing inflammation in your body and your body's going, oh, thank you. Thank you. We don't want that. So um, going into ketosis, going into that fat burn zone is really powerful. Um, I'm going to touch kind of on a little bit of what we have to be careful for, with. Um, and I've talked about this because I talk about fasting a lot. I've talked about, oh, I would talked about restricted eating um, fairly recently as well. Um, but I want to go over another one of the benefits and it's like my favorite benefit when it comes to fasting uh, and that's autophagy and autophagy, what essentially it is, it means self-eating and what your cells are doing is they are basically eating themselves. Like they're killing the bad cells, the damaged cells, and they're rebuilding and maintaining healthy cells. So autophagy is something that's very, very, very powerful that you can do when you're fasting. And this is more of the long-term fasting. Um, the more time you spend in autophagy, the more your cells can actually heal, break down the bad and help support build good. Right. Um, so in autophagy, what your body does is destroys disease causing pathogens. So disease causing, causing pathogens are things like bacteria and viruses. And this is where we're going to go back to boosting your immune system. Fasting can help boost your immune system. This all kind of interplays with each other. Um, another thing that happens when you're with autophagy is you're reducing tumor growth potentially. Um, I did see some very interesting science where fasting can like killing these tumor cells can reduce cancer cells. You can kill cancer cells, that kind of stuff. However, depending on what stage you are with your cancer, it can actually increase. So this is something that if you do, if you are battling cancer, I would absolutely be working with your doctor to kind of figure out would fasting be beneficial for you? Not beneficial, look into the research and the science. And I just really want to put that asterisk in there. However, if you're not dealing with cancer, you should, if you want to reduce your risk of cancer, this is beautiful and so great. Um, we already talked about reducing inflammation, um, increasing waste elimination. So this is kind of, we're talking about the damaged cells, um, but this is also looking like what kind of toxins and things are floating around your system. We need to break that down. We need to eliminate things that are not, that are foreign to our body that are not supposed to be in there. This is going to help take those out, carry them out of your system. Um, it also increases your nutrient conversion to energy. So we're taking in nutrients or well, right now, while you're fasting, you're not going to be taking nutrients. Just in general, we take in nutrients. We have to convert those nutrients to energy. And this is why I was one of the huge reasons I talk about gut health so much. If your gut is unhealthy, you cannot absorb your nutrients properly. You are going to like, you might be eating the nutrients, but they're just being eliminated. They are not being actually absorbed by your body. So kind of going into this autophagy phage, making sure that your nutrients are converting more to that energy, to that ATP to help your body fuel itself is beautiful and really important. So I, this is what, like, I just love that autophagy is such a big, huge, beautiful part of, um, fasting. 
Um, so kind of, I want to talk a little bit about fasting done wrong. So one of the things I love so much about supporting people through fasting is actually, like I was, I spoke about it, doing a nutritionally supported fast. And what that looks like is a very caloric restricted couple days. I don't agree at all with long-term of this three days, 72 hours of restricted caloric intake. It can is, is fasting. Okay. So nutritionally supported fasting. One thing that I love about that is we're bringing in the things to support your body. The one I work with specifically make sure that you're getting your electrolytes in. It's really important that we're not over hydrating and not getting the right balance of electrolytes. So this is a huge reason I recommend electrolytes is because it's a balance. If you are taking in high levels of water, say you're drinking a gallon of water a day, you may very well be over hydrating yourself with water. Um, if you're not bringing in those electrolytes, and this is something that I did for a really long time, I actually was like chronically dehydrated because I had a imbalance in my electrolytes. It wasn't because I didn't drink water. I drank water all the time. I was always thirsty. You guys, that is a huge cue. You're, you're dehydrated if you're thirsty. And I, but I was drinking so much water. I thought I was fine. It was really this imbalance of my electrolytes. So, um, we bring in electrolytes. Another hard thing when it comes to fasting is blood sugar regulation. So we, I work with a product that helps support healthy blood sugar levels. And that helps keep you from, if you've ever felt that experience of like, you're really shaky or you get really emotional all of a sudden, you just have really tired, you get lightheaded, you're dizzy. That is more often than not your blood sugar crashing. And so we need to make sure in order to sustain a nutritionally supported fast, we need to support healthy blood sugar levels. And so that's what that comes in and does. Um, another piece of the puzzle here is we don't want your body to be eating away your muscle when you're fasting. And that's what happens in like restricted eating. Your body is actually burning skeletal muscle, not just fat. And I personally am really proud of the muscle that I have worked really hard to put on my body. And so if I am going to be restricting my calories for a short period of time, I want to make sure that I am getting the protein to supply my muscles with fuel, my body with fuel in the right way to keep myself in ketosis, but also not burn my muscle. So looking, if we're going to be nutritionally supported fast, we need high levels of protein. The one I use has almost 70 grams of protein and that is what helps keep your body fueling the muscles and not breaking down the muscles and gets you into that fat burn zone. So you are truly burning fat, not burning muscle. You might have goals to lose weight. Well, your goals are actually to lose fat. It's not to lose weight. It's to lose fat. It really should be to lose inflammation as well. That should be the number one. My goal is to lose inflammation. Uh, if you knew how powerful that was, you would be 100% on board with me on this. So we bring in that protein to fuel you properly. Um, and then we also 
we want to help our body repair at the same time. So this is something where a lot of people go wrong when they're doing various different fasting is they're not supporting their body to repair. Like autophagy does part of that repair, but you have to continue. It's not just three days. Like you did this thing for three days. What are you going to do afterwards? You can't just go back to eating your super inflammatory foods that we were just talking about that we eliminated. If you want the results to keep going, if you want to truly reduce that weight and that inflammation, if you want your body to be insulin sensitive, if you want your immune system to be strong, all of these things, you need to continue to support your body in the right way. And that's why we come in and outside of that fast, we support the blood sugar levels. We support the gut health. We keep that inflammation down. And that's something that I work very closely with my clients and coach on because long-term results are important. Why are you going through this for long-term results? Maybe, yeah, you're going to some kind of event and you want some quick little, oop, we dropped a couple pounds, but is it worth it to have to do that repeatedly and not maintain results? I don't think so. I want long-term health, long-term results. And so making sure you're doing the right things for your body to create that is incredibly important. And so that's a huge reason too, that I recommend doing the circadian fast at a bare minimum. Everyone needs to be circadian fast every day, 12 hours of fast. Okay. You're sleeping during most of it. You guys, it's super simple. All right. Thank you guys. I'm going to wrap this up today, but if you are sitting here thinking, I would love some of these benefits, I would love to try fasting in the right appropriate way reach out to me because I can get you set up with the right systems to make that happen. The right protocols going into it, coming out of it and support you because at the end of the day, I actually want you to have results. That's why I do what I do because I want to see people improve their health for the long term. And that's where, that's why I started this podcast. I've talked about that. I started this because I want to help as many people as physically possible. And you happen to be one of them. So thank you so much for listening in today. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you have not yet and share this out because we want to get the word out to the masses. Every share helps get at least, at least one more ear in my book on this podcast. And that is just beneficial for everyone. Have a wonderful day.